we are back again. Welcome to the Real Estate for All podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about earnest money. In particular, how does earnest money work? So you have a lot of people that are entering into the real estate market for the first time and earnest money might be a new concept for them. Exactly what is it? It's not a down payment and it's not money that you're just giving to the seller. It typically goes to a licensed agent. Sometimes it can go to a closing attorney to to hold and to help paint a clearer picture of what earnest money is. It is a good faith demonstration to the seller on behalf of the buyer that you are serious about purchasing this property that you are making an offer on. Earnest money is not required when you submit an offer. It is not something that is necessary. Um, But it is something that is encouraged just to show the seller that you are serious about wanting to purchase this home. And as a show of good faith, that earnest money is something that you put forward that is something that after the due diligence period, if there is a default on behalf of the buyer during the contract process, that earnest money could be forfeited to the seller. So that is something to keep in mind as well. But earnest money also does help your offer stand out and above other offers that are being submitted for a particular property. So, for instance, if you have a home that's selling for $200,000, offer A comes in with $1,000 in earnest money and a 10-day due diligence period. If you don't know what due diligence period is, it's basically the period of time that you have to do your due diligence, i.e. get your home inspection done, do all the inspection stuff and run the numbers on the house to make sure that this is the one you want to move forward on. Um, It's the period of time that you have to get that stuff done in before you're at the point to where now you can lose your earnest money because after your due due diligence period passes, you can now lose your earnest money. So offer A comes in for that $200,000 property. Offer A has $1,000 of earnest money and a 10-day due diligence period. Offer B comes in with the same 10-day due diligence period. However, offer B puts up $5,000 of earnest money. To that seller, offer B more than likely is more appealing because they are putting up more earnest money, meaning that they are more serious about buying this property because after that 10 days of due diligence, that buyer, if that buyer defaults during this contract period, That seller knows that that buyer could be giving up that $5,000 versus offer A where it's just $1,000 that's being lost. Some people, they'll just get rid of $1,000 and, you know, walk away from it. But $5,000 is just a little bit harder to walk away from. So it, it shows, like I said earlier, that good faith demonstration to the seller that you as the buyer are serious about purchasing this property. Earnest money is... One of those things in, that tells you why you need an a agent representing you, whether you're the seller or whether you're the buyer, because it means two things on both sides. It means a different thing on both sides. And so the buyer could be looking at potentially losing it or they have the ability to use that earnest money towards any other funds they have to bring to the table. And then the seller is looking at, OK, I'm pulling my house off the market. I'm not willing to pull it off $4,000. I'm, I'm, because if it doesn't make it past due, if it makes it past due diligence and that buyer flakes on me, all I'm getting is $1,000 for having been off the market for say 
20 plus days till the financing period is over. But there's more of a commitment with that B offer with 5,000. They say, well, for 5,000, we might pull it off. Now we have recouped something of value that's worth that time we pulled our property off the market. So absolutely, earnest money is key. Earnest money in this market right now is far larger amount than it has been prior to this market. And so there's nothing to see people put down $10,000 in earnest money for earnest money, but at the same time, they are committed to that property and going through that process. And so it is, it is a way to speak to the seller without having a face-to-face -face conversation, <laughs> okay? So I'll say that off the bat. If you're thinking, what's a good amount for earnest money? Just like earnest money is not required, there's no set rule on the amount of earnest money that you need to come to the table with when you're submitting an offer. Oftentimes you will see one to 2% of the purchase price, but that's not a rule of thumb. Whatever you are comfortable putting forward as earnest money is what you should put forward as earnest money. You don't want to overextend yourself, um, but you also want to keep in mind that if you're in a multiple offer situation, putting more earnest money up could make your offer look more favorable in the eyes of the seller. So no hard rule in terms of how much earnest money to submit. Again, you see a lot of offers that are submitted with one to two percent of the selling price of the home or, you know, whatever the uh, offer amount is that the home is selling for. But there's no hard and fast rule of that. Um, and the last thing I did want to just touch on, uh, which you touched on briefly, was what happens to the earnest money when it comes time to close? We've got this money that has been sitting in an escrow account. And now I've got $5,000. Let's say if it was $5,000 in earnest money, what happens? So let's say if your down payment on the home was $20,000, you can now put that earnest money towards your down payment. So now that 5,000 goes toward that 20,000 and now you just owe 15,000 more for your down payment. Let's say you have closing costs and your portion of the closing costs was gonna be a certain amount. That earnest money can go towards your closing costs. And oftentimes that's what happens with the earnest money is that it typically goes towards the down payment of the home or the closing costs of the home to lower that amount that the buyer is going to come to the table with when it comes time to close. And one thing I will note, there's the question, okay, so let's say we don't make it to the closing table. What happens with the earnest money then? <laughs> then the buyer makes, a, let's say the buyer wants to terminate. If the buyer terminates, as you said earlier, within their due diligence period, law says that they can get their earnest money back and not be penalized. However, if it's outside of their due diligence period, due diligence has ended, and let's say it is outside of their financing and appraisal contingency, and let's say they didn't make it out of financing, they were denied, or they made it out of financing. Let's say they made it out of financing, but they changed their mind. They have cold feet. What happens to that $5,000? 
what happens to that $5,000? They want to terminate the contract at this point. In terminating that contract, there's a request that goes to the seller. We're going to terminate this contract, but we want the $5,000 to go to the buyer. You have to get a signature from the seller to agree to give you your $5,000 back. Because according to the contract, the printed material in that contract, it goes to the seller. Now, unless the seller gives up that right, buyer waive that $5,000 goodbye. Because most sellers are not going to give that right away because they've taken their property off the market and, and you, they're not going to pay you to have cold feet. Make sure that this is the home you want and make sure you get that done during your due diligence, particularly if you're putting up a lot of earnest money. I encourage you as a buyer to have a due diligence period that is long enough for you to be able to get the home inspection done and any other title search or whatever you want to have done done during that due diligence period so that you know before that due diligence ends, this is the house I want. Because once that due diligence period is over, it is harder to get your earnest money back with the exception of, as you stated earlier, Financing fell through because in the loan contingency form that also goes with that offer, there is a contingency in there to where if you aren't able to get financing within a certain number of days, it might whatever number of days you put in there, it might be 20 something days or whatever, then that would also be cause for you to be able to get that earnest money back. However, for any other reason that you might want to walk away from that property, it would be tough to get that earnest money back. Earnest money is something that I highly recommend you put down, but also make sure when you put that earnest money down, put down a due diligence with it and make sure you get your due diligence done during the due diligence period. And then get you a good real estate agent that can uh, work hard to push this thing across the finish line and get you that home that you want. So absolutely. All right. Well, that's all we got for you this episode on earnest money. As always, please like and subscribe to the podcast, rate us, review us, and follow us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can visit the website at alertpropertiesre.com. Send us an email as well. The email address will be in the notes of the podcast. And as always, keep learning, keep growing. <laughs>